Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. Vanessa Denha Garmo here from Epiphany Communications and Coaching. My next guest is a second generation accountant. She started doing a bookkeeping work for her father at about the age of 14, uh, totaling columns on a worksheet. She went to MSU and got her degree in accounting. She became a CPA and worked at a public accounting firm for years. Um, and then she owned her own. She was a freelance writer as well for construction publication and online accounting publication and various other companies along the way in her spare time. She did that writing. And then in 2012, she took a position as the controller at a faith-based nonprofit where she worked until 2021 and then she left to pursue her own passion in financial literacy. Please welcome Marcy Grossman. Marcy, how are you? Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, oh, Vanessa. I, well, I'm happy to talk with you. Uh, and so tell us, you recently penned a book about financial literacy. Tell us about that book. What is it titled and what inspired you to write it? Well, the book is titled Money Marcy's Guide to Financial Literacy. I... Um, well, back in 2019, my sons were both in college, and I realized that despite my education and my job as a CPA and accountant, I hadn't done as much as I should have to prepare them to manage their own finances and make educated financial decisions. Um, I also knew they weren't going to sit down for a lecture about it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I watched how they liked to learn. Uh, which for them is watching live streams and YouTube videos of, of things they wanted to learn about. And um, so I decided what I should do is, is create a series of videos about financial literacy. And so I, I started and created uh, 13 videos on 11 topics because budgeting was a three video arc. And I tried to limit the videos to about five minutes in length so that they could be useful without being a, a huge time commitment. And, um, and then it kind of just went from there. I, I, uh, the videos, it, it didn't feel right to me. I mean, I got a nice response to them, but um, it just wasn't my thing. And they were very time consuming to make. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I, I kept coming back to the fact that I did want to do something with financial literacy. And then COVID hit and I got even busier at work. And um, by the end of 2020, I had decided it was time to move on and, and really do uh, pursue this that I was passionate about and that uh, writing a book and creating a website might be the best way to do that. So I started organizing and I left my position in June of 2021 and focused on writing the book and creating the website. And um, here I am. So who's your target audience for moneymarcy.com in the book? Well, I had thought originally that my audience would be young adults, say 15 to 25. Um, but as I was thinking and writing and talking to people, I realized it was really a bigger issue than that because there were plenty of adults in their 30s and 40s and, and older that had gaps in their financial understanding. Um, but just because you didn't learn something when you were younger, there's no reason that you can't learn it later if it's accessible and doesn't get in the way of every 
everything else that you have commitments to. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess I have two targets. Um, young adults who have had very little overall exposure to managing their finances and anyone who thinks they don't understand as much as they'd like to, whether in a particular topic area or just larger gaps and would like a, a basic guide as a starting point to help expand their knowledge. So in terms of um, the financial literacy, the book, it's available on Amazon, right? You know, right yes. now? Okay. Yes. What are you, so what are you hoping people will take away from the book? I mean, I think it's a great gift to give somebody, especially a college student or somebody recently graduating, you know, as they, you know, start getting their career started. You know, what are you hoping the takeaways will be for the book? I'm hoping it's a, a better understanding of their money and how they can control some of their financial situation. Uh, maybe a level of comfort about asking for help from someone who knows more, whether it's a friend or a mentor or a professional, because it's okay to need help to learn more about money. Um, my my book has a lot of stories. I collected stories from people of where they made mistakes or where they made good decisions or things they wish I, they had known. And so that brings it back to, hey, you're not alone out there. You're not the only one who doesn't know these things. Hopefully, it'll give them interest to want to learn more and and uh, give them the comfort that, hey, I was able to learn this. I can I can learn more. I'm, I'm capable of learning more about this. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Marcy Grossman here on It's Your Community. She's the author of the book, Money, Marcy's Guide to Financial Literacy. She has her website, moneymarcy.com. You talked about stories you shared and mistakes people make. Can we talk a little bit about that, Marcy? What are some of the mistakes that you've seen people make with money? Well, boy, anything you can think of, people have done it wrong at some point. Um, but, but big ones are comparing themselves and their spending to other people who they think might be in a similar situation to them or trying to keep up with their friends' spending habits uh, when they have different goals. Uh, spending money in ways that doesn't work because changing habits require effort, so you're going to keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm not being aware of the relationship of their income to their expenses and and taking a look at it, Um, not having a goal to work toward, Uh, not asking questions to learn more and ignoring it to hope it will all take care of itself. Yeah, and I I think the comparison is such a great point to make. that's one of the things I notice a lot about people, Marcy, is people trying to live up to other people's lifestyles or standards. And um, I can't tell you how many people I know, like they'll drive these really expensive cars and live, live in these big homes, but the homes are not furnished. Um, you know, and, and just, I, I, you know, I don't know, it kind of boggles my mind sometimes. Well, the problem is we can't always, we don't always think to prioritize because you're my friend and we want to go out to eat. And somehow in the back of one of our minds, we decided we had to go to a nice restaurant. When the fact is, I just want to see you and hang out with you. And it can just be coffee or it can be a burger rather than a steak, but we're not communicating. So we both made assumptions about that, or maybe fine dining is your passion, but my passion is travel. I'm spending my money to keep up with your passion and it stops me from doing mine or it puts me into debt to, to follow, you know, the things that are important to me. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's a really good point. I mean, you know, somebody's passion may not be yours, but you have extra money to spend somewhere else. So one of the things I read years ago was, uh, the, the, you know, so the richest people in the world are those who live below their means uh, instead of at their means or above their means. They live below their means. Can you speak to that about spending less than what you really can afford to spend and the, the importance of saving? Well, and, and the thing that makes those people happy and and wealthy is that they're they're making intentions with their dollars. Their dollar, when I spend something, it means something to them as opposed to well, everyone's doing this, so I better do this. Uh, I can afford a fancy car. Last time I checked, the less expensive cars, for the most part, uh, got you the same places. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's important to to get joy from your money. Your money is an asset, just like your time, just like any other asset that you have. You only have so much of it, and if it's not bringing you joy then then you're missing out and and you're not you're you're spending without any intention without any joy in it yeah you know i have nothing against nice cars i'm just too frugal to spend money on a car because to me it's not an investment it loses a value pretty much the, the second you drive it off the lot um but the, no 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 criticism of anybody else that loves cars i know people love their cars it's just not where i want to spend my money you know um what do you think people need to do to invest for the retirement that we're not doing today? Like what, you know, if people are thinking they're, they don't have enough for retirement, what, what can they do? Well, they can, first off, they can start investing for their retirement. Um, most, if, if you work for a business that has a, a 401k or a 403b, if it's a nonprofit, they don't have a minimum re required contribution. If they do, it's probably five or ten dollars a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Most people can probably afford to do that, but they think, oh, that's too small. It's not going to be enough to grow. And and it is enough to grow because once you start doing that, you'll say, oh, that five dollars a paycheck, I can afford that. I'm going to bump it up. Maybe it's only to five dollars and fifty cents. Maybe you're doubling it to ten. It doesn't matter. Once you put it in it, it starts growing and it's amazing. The earlier you do it, you have that, that dollar you invest when you're 25 is worth so much more than that dollar you invest when you're 50. Yeah. Just yeah. by putting it away and, and mutual fund companies are more than happy to work with small investors. They don't make you feel bad. They're, they're thrilled to get you started on that path. Mm -hmm, mm hmm. We're talking with Marcy here today. She's the author of the book, Money Marcy, Guide to Financial Literacy. Uh, it's published on Amazon. She also has a website called moneymarcy.com. What about teaching kids? You talked about your children in college. And, you know, when should we start talking to our children about money and savings? And, and how do we help them do that? Well, the first thing is, how do you read an elephant? Mm hmm. One okay. one bite at a time. Yeah, you don't you don't try and teach them everything, and so it's really easily available to teach our children about money at any age. Whether you use my book and website, or newspaper articles, or radio shows, or books from the libraries, there's there's resources available, and it can be a dinner time conversation. Maybe on Monday nights you talk about money. Whether you all read the same article and talk about it or one person 
learns about something and shares, or you pick a topic and everyone finds their own information on it to discuss once a week, once a month. It, it's something that can be accessible. You can find ways to, to bring relatively young children into it, understanding what they can and can't do with their allowance, how they can save money to buy something bigger, uh, or, you know, that there are choices you can make that gives you a lot of options. Um, so what's really interesting is, is my sister is a retired English professor, and I hadn't known this, but she liked to use her research paper she assigned as an opportunity to expose her students to information and skills they might need later in life. And when I started doing the videos, she actually started integrating them into the source material op options for the uh, research papers her students did on financial literacy. And uh, they enjoyed the videos. And, and uh, so really, a high school English class could, could do this, you know, find a topic. The teacher provides the resources and, and has them write a paper on it. There's no reason that an economics class or a civics class couldn't find something that's relevant to what they're, they're studying. Um, math class, certainly working on understanding the power of, of compounding, whether it's that $5 you put away a month or uh, the interest that you pay on your credit card, it can be worked into education without becoming a separate class. It can be worked into a conversation with the family without becoming you know, an overwhelming burden of, of trying to learn things. Yeah, that's a good point. I like, I like the conversation. I like the idea, Marcy, of just bringing it up in regular conversation over the dinner table or, you know, just tips to share with your kids or, you know, make Monday money wise Monday or Marcy Monday, you know, Marcy money Monday. <laughs> uh, and, and talk about tips in the book um, without your kids realizing you're trying to teach them a lesson. Um, you know, it's, if it becomes a conversation rather than a lecture, it's much more easy for them to take. And if they get yeah. to participate in doing the research and then, okay, why don't you be the one to tell us how you're going to, or what you think, um, it's a great way to get them to start thinking about it because eventually they move out and they've got to make their own decisions. And, and it's great if they've had an opportunity to start thinking of what they would do if they were the ones in charge. Yeah. And one of uh, my daughter's middle school classes is actually was a computer tech class, but the assignment was they actually had to manage their budget and they have to, they had to do a video presentation on, you know, what job they got, their apartment, what they were getting paid. So they had to figure out what career do they want? What's the starting pay? What's a reasonable apartment they can afford? They literally had to balance their budget. And I thought, and it was a really a tech exercise because it was a video, but he made it a financial exercise too. And it was so eye-opening for my daughter. She's like, I have nothing left for spending. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and it was like, she like managed your budget. I'm like, yeah, welcome to our world, you know, managing things, things cost money. Um, and so I thought that was a great exercise to your point about your sister is that here's this computer tech teacher giving them this exercise and they were actually learning to do two things at the same time. Right. I mean, it's, it's, we talk about, oh, kids need a financial literacy class. They don't need a financial literacy class. It just needs to be 
integrated into what they're already doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how long have you been thinking about going on your own? You've had a really, really cool career as a CPA and working in nonprofits and now on your own. How, how long has this been on your mind and heart to do this? Well, a, a couple of years, it's been on my mind that I, that, uh, financial literacy is important. I've had clients, you know, grown adults ask me questions that I was surprised they didn't know. Um, and happy to explain. I mean, that's that's the part of my job that that gave me the most joy was when I could explain to someone and see that light go on that they understood a little bit more about their money than they had known before and could take that little bit more control of their life um, mm -hmm. than they had had before. So share with me some questions that you have gotten that, you know, kind of surprised you. You think people need to know, like, can you give us some ideas? Well, sure. Um, I had one client who uh, I hadn't been looking for a client and she hadn't been my client. Somehow or other, we were talking and it came out that every year they owed a large amount of taxes. And they hadn't realized, one, that they could either pay estimates or that they could speak to their HR department or their payroll department and adjust their withholdings because this wasn't money that was a surprise. It was external money they knew was going to come in every year, but their accountant hadn't bothered to take the time with them to say, hey, we can adjust for this so you don't owe big money at the end of the year. Mm. Um, it was, um, oh boy. A lot of it has to do with credit cards, not understanding the interest, not understanding. There, there are two schools of thought if you're paying off, if you have a number of, of different debts. And one is you pay off the smallest one first so that emotionally you feel better. You now have three bills to pay instead of four with, and you don't regard, you don't consider what the interest rates are. And the other one is no matter how much the amounts are, you pay off the one with the highest interest rate first because that's the one that costs you the much, the, the most, but obviously depending on how big any of these outstanding debt are, this may not be a huge amount of money. Mm -hmm. And um, that it doesn't make a difference which one you do, but, but take a plan and make it stick. Um, mm. Just having a plan as opposed to scattershot, all right, this week I've got a little more money and this is the bill that's due, so I'm going to throw more at it, rather than having an intentional plan. People uh, react rather than plan with their money. And uh, and it's an opportunity to take control of their life if they plan rather than react. Mm -hmm. Marcy, what about investments? I mean, you know, that, that's what my husband and I talk about that. Like we know people that invest in the stock market and make money and lose money, but they, they're doing really well. And then people invest in real estate and people invest in things that are given passive money. I mean, it, sometimes it's so mind boggling to figure out, okay, where do I put my money for my future, my retirement, my investment, not just in a 401k, but do we do real estate? Do we, do we kind of play around with the stocks, individual stocks? Do we look at other businesses to invest in? Like, you know, those are all kinds of questions I hear people talk about all the time. Well, that would that would be beyond my my level of expertise. Okay. Because, <laughs> because there's so many different aspects. I'm not an investment 
um, broker yeah. Yeah. and I'm not a real estate agent, but, but ultimately it comes down to the amount of risk you want to take. So when you, when you go to look at any of these kind of investments, you want to say, what is the risk of me gaining money, losing money or staying the same? And am I willing to accept that risk? Um, and it, ultimately that's, that's really it. And then deal with, with real estate agents or partners for a company or whatever it is you're investing in with people you can trust. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're talking with Marcy Grossman here today. She has a book out and a website, uh, moneymarcy.com. Money Marcy's Guide to Financial Literacy is published and it's on Amazon. You can order it there. Um, you know, Marcy, if if people are, you know, people listening today and they're just like, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to do. They're overwhelmed. They're constantly in debt, uh, but they make a decent living. What are, what are some of the things um, that you would um, recommend to them? Well, certainly I'd recommend my book um, because it is, is a beginning primer for people who don't know where to start. Uh, my website is free. There's a lot of websites that are free. There are a lot of books on the internet, not a, books on, at the library, websites on the internet that can give you a start. A lot of Brokers, uh, accountants will talk to you the first time for free to see if you are a good fit for them and help you figure out where you want to go. You you have to you have to start somewhere. You can't just stay back and say, I don't know what to do and, and be afraid to take that step and, and uh, let people know that you don't know what to do. They'll they'll reach out and help. Yeah. And let's spell out your name. It's M-A-R-C-I, right? Spell, spell out your name for yes. your website so people here yes. listening know where to go. Great. Uh, my website is moneymarcy.com, M-O-N-E-Y-M-A-R-C-I.com. I know there's a lot of spellings of Marcy, so I don't know mm -hmm. where they'll end up if they spell it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true. So, and um, what else do you want to share with our listeners, Marcy, before we let you go? Just a couple of minutes here left with you on your Community. Well, I, when I wrote the book, it was, and, and put up the website, it's, it's a passion for me and it was a process. I um, wanted to include as many relevant topics as I could without making it overwhelming. It's, it's a small book. I made it very affordable. I'm excited by it um, because so many people generously gave me their time and their stories to, to keep me on track and to remind me of things that I could consider. I'm, I'm excited about the website because the blog gives me an opportunity to go more in depth on some of the topics and to bring up new topics as they come. Tax laws are always changing. There's always articles, hey, don't forget about this, or hey, this new thing is. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to learn. We don't talk about money the way we should uh, in terms of, of learning about it and understanding. There's a stigma uh, if you earn too much, and there's a stigma if you learn to earn too little, or if you drive too nice of a car, or not as nice of a car. and it's okay to make your own decisions and have your own your own goals for what's important to you and you wanna how you want to spend your money. Um, 
money impacts our health and our well-being mentally and physically because because it is unlimited asset that we have and uh, respect it, but let it take care of you. Yeah. I love that, Marcy. I think that's so great advice. You, you know, we got to stay in our own lanes and worry about our own family and our own priorities and what's important to us and, you know, where we vet, what we value and how we value our money and not get so caught up in, you know, what other people are doing with their money. I, I think that's such a valuable lesson. So important to mention. Uh, thank you. I, yeah. I'm so happy that I was able to, uh, to come here and be with you and, and do this. I'm, I'm grateful of, of the platform and the. Oh, my pleasure. I, I love talking about financial literacy because, you know, I think you make a good point. We don't have to have an actual class, but I don't think we learn enough about it. And I've learned from the school of hard knocks about financial literacy, you know what I mean? Making a lot of mistakes. And so, uh, and so I, I really, I think it's such an important topic and I'm glad you wrote a book that's easily accessible and not costly for people to grab and, and share with their, it could be a great book club, book club book too, and, and talk about financial literacy and what it means to you. And, and, and I'm, I'm a big proponent in having like support with other people and learning from other people. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Well, thank you very much for having me, Vanessa. My pleasure. Any questions or comments or topics you want to send my way, you can reach out to me. You can go to my website, uh, Epiphany Communications and Coaching. That's my company name. And, and you can email me there at the info uh, email, or you can go to any of my social media platforms. I'm on Twitter, Vanessa Denhagarmo. I'm on Instagram, uh, Epiphany Communications and Coaching is on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn and you can private message me any topic ideas as well. As always, we remind our listeners to connect, to communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. It's your community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.